Welcome to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping new and aspiring instructional designers get the knowledge, skills, and confidence to stand out in the field and land their first corporate instructional design job. I'm your host, Jill Davidian, and think of this podcast as a way to put my over 20 years of corporate ID experience in your back pocket. I've helped over 500 new instructional designers successfully transition into the field, and I know what hiring managers are looking for. Whether you're looking for a career change and exploring if instructional design is right for you, or you know you want to become an ID and have no idea how to get started, you are in the right place. Join me each week for actionable guidance as we explore how to build your portfolio, transform your resume, and interview with confidence. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Can you all believe it is almost April? I can't believe that the first three months of the year are already gone. This year has gone by way too fast. And this podcast has now been around for a couple of months, which is crazy to think about. So today I want to talk to you about getting a master's degree in instructional design. So I get this question all the time. People ask me, should I get a master's degree? Is it worth it? Is it going to help me get a job? A master's degree is a big commitment, right? Like you have to spend a lot of money, you have to spend a lot of time. So it may take you a couple of years. I know there's some programs that you can do in one year, but you definitely have to be on the accelerated track, sometimes even less than one year. There are programs that you can do at your own pace, but there's a lot of work. So you really want to make sure that if you are planning on doing that, that it's a commitment that is really worth your time. So my response to this question is a question back to you. I want to know if you are looking to get into education or corporate when it comes to instructional design. Are you looking to work for companies where you're creating training for their employees, like new hire training, software training, policies and procedure training, that type of thing for the employees of a company? Or are you looking to get into higher ed. So you're looking to work with faculty at a university, helping them to create courses or improve their courses in terms of technology, taking them online, all of those kinds of things, make them more engaging, all those things that you do to help faculty with university level courses, which is going to be different from training in corporate, right? And I have a whole episode on that. So if you're not sure of the difference between working in higher ed working in corporate or working in what's called ed tech, which is really creating instructional materials for teachers that are using technology and using instructional design. You can definitely check out that episode called ed tech, higher ed and corporate or something along those lines. It's going to be linked in the show notes. And it is an episode that I did a couple of months ago. So if you've already listened to that episode, or you already know which one you want to get into, or which one you're most interested in, because sometimes people are interested in more than one, that's really going to help you decide if you should get a master's degree. So if you're going into higher ed, really higher ed is the main one that's really going to value a master's degree. Why? Because it's higher ed. So you're working for a university, universities are going to value a university education. They're definitely going to be looking at those people who have master's degrees because they really value them spending the time and the energy and all of that to go through school to learn instructional design. They might even value having a PhD in instructional design, which is 100% not necessary no matter what you're getting into, unless you want to teach or do any kind of research or anything like that. Other than that, I would definitely not get a PhD unless you just really want to. But even with the master's, higher ed, they're really going to value that. Corporate, not so much. 
because corporate really wants practical skills. They want to know that you can do the job. And if you remember back to undergrad, whatever you majored in in undergrad, you went through four years of school or however long it took you to get through it. And upon graduating, you probably started your first job. Maybe it was in the field, maybe it wasn't, but let's just say it was. And you probably didn't have any clue what was going on those first few months, right? You're trying to figure it out because you're like, the real world is very different than when I was in school. It's not the same at all. And that's how it is getting a master's degree in instructional design. And the thing is, corporations know that. They know that when you graduate, you're going to come in and you're not going to have a clue what it's like in the real world. And so that is not what they're looking for. They're looking for someone who can really hit the ground running. A lot of these companies are trying to save as much money and time as they can and get as many things as they can get done. And they really do value their employees and want to make sure that you're not working like crazy 60 hours a week or anything like that. But they also don't want to spend time training you for six months because you're not able to hit the ground running. So they really want you to have practical skills. So that's why having a master's degree really isn't going to get you there, unfortunately. So master's degrees really focus on how adults learn. They focus on educational psychology. They focus on all of the different ways that we need to think about designing learning systematically, which is great. But the problem is it's often not put into practice. And theory really doesn't mean anything unless you know how to apply it and you actually practice applying it. And that is where a lot of master's degrees fall short. The other thing is that the way that corporations know that you know how to do the job, especially if you're in the category of transitioning into a new field, is through your portfolio. The portfolio is something that you will have to create that really demonstrates your skills. And I have an episode on that as well. So you can go back and take a look at that at a later time if you're not sure what a portfolio is. But a portfolio is essential to get an instructional design job, whether you have experience in the field or not, but it's super critical if you're new. And you're not creating one when you're getting your master's degree, or you're likely creating one that is full of projects, meaning your papers that you wrote, And various, sometimes they'll say, use a tool to create some learning object, but they don't really tell you which tool to use. So if you're coming from education, you might use Nearpod or something like that. And they don't tell you that if a corporate employer sees that, they're going to be like, no, but they don't tell you that. And so people are putting these things in their portfolio and they're often making sections by course title, like my needs analysis course or my instructional methods and whatever course ends up being the title, or even worse, the class section, you know, whatever it is, 101. And so that is not what corporate employers are looking for. In fact, it looks and screams, I don't know what I'm doing. You do not want what you're presenting to a hiring manager or on a job application to scream, I don't know what I'm doing. Or worse, you don't even create a portfolio because a program doesn't even have one. Now, there are a couple, very, very few master's programs that have kind of gotten with the times a little bit. And so they have a little bit more of a modern portfolio that's closer to what is needed, but it's often still not all the way there. I don't know any master's programs that is fully there in terms of what you need in the corporate world. So what happens is you go through and you get that master's degree, and then you have to learn how to do the job before you get the job, because they're not going to train you on the job. They may give you a little of guidance, but they're really expecting you to come in knowing how to do things. 
And they want you to have that portfolio to prove that. And so now you've got to spend all this time learning how to actually do the job. A lot of people think as soon as they get their master's degree, boom, they can go start applying for jobs. And in the corporate world, it often takes a long time after a master's degree to get a job. We have lots of people who end up joining Applied Instructional Design Academy after they get a master's degree. I wish they'd found me before because honestly, the master's degree wasn't really helping them out that much and they spent a lot of time and money to get there. But the reason why they join my program after they've completed their master's degree is because they found that they still can't get a job and they're like, something's missing. And so we also have a lot of people who join that have not gotten their master's degree because they've decided not to, or I caught them in time and said, hey, you need something more practical. And so they get jobs just as quick as the people who had the master's degree first. Now, some people want to have that piece of paper because you just want to have it. It's just really important. You just really love going to school and you really just want to have those letters behind your belt. That's perfectly fine. If that's you, by all means, you can definitely get your master's degree, but it really is going to be a piece of paper that may or may not help you. And this is where it may help you in the corporate world. If you have two people applying for a job and one has a master's degree and one does not, now all other factors are equal. So they have a portfolio, both of them, that is not a master's portfolio. So the person who went through the master's degree redid their portfolio and put things that are really applicable to corporate on there. And the other person also has a portfolio, but did not go through a master's program. So the hiring manager is looking at these two people and both of their portfolios are equally good. They're maybe both transitioning into the field. So neither one of them has any solid instructional design experience. And so all of their factors pretty equal, but one has a master's degree and one doesn't. They may choose the one with the master's degree. They may give an edge to that person because all of their factors are equal. So they're just picking the one that maybe has the little extra edge. But let's just say that the one with the master's degree either didn't create a portfolio or created one that really is a master's portfolio, whereas a person that did not have the master's degree created an amazing portfolio with design documents and storyboards and storyline samples and rise samples and all of the things that should go into a portfolio that we will definitely be talking about in a later episode. And they see that portfolio and they're like, wow, they can actually imagine and see what is in that portfolio coming to life for that company. That's what you want. You want a hiring manager to look at your portfolio and say, wow, I need you to do this for us. And they can't do that with that master's student who doesn't have that portfolio. So in that case, the person with the amazing portfolio where they can envision what that person can do for them is the person who's going to get the job, not the person with the master's. The only time the person with the master's is going to get it is if they also have an amazing portfolio that shows what they can contribute. But that is something that is not gained through the master's program. And I think this is really where I hate and I actually feel really bad for people that are expecting to get a job as soon as they graduate, because why wouldn't you? You just spent all this time and money and effort, but unfortunately, that just doesn't happen. So what do I mean by practical skills? And what do I mean by you have to learn other things outside of your master's program? Well, like I said, master's programs really focus on theory. So they're really focused on why do we do the things that we do as instructional designers? What's behind it? What's the psychology behind it? How do people learn? 
all of those kinds of things. Now, when you get hired at a company, they want you to create the training. Do they want you to incorporate how people learn and all of those things into it? They do, but they want you to create deliverables. They want you to use certain software tools, and usually it is the tools that they are using. They don't want you to be using tools that have nothing to do with what they do. They want you to use the specific tools that they use to create learning. They want to see the end result, the deliverable, what you can produce, which you do not come up with in a master's degree because all you're doing is the thinking at the beginning of what could possibly be. You're not creating the deliverables. For example, on the software side, Storyline and Rise are the two most common tools that are used in instructional design to actually do the development right. We design learning so that it is engaging, it meets the objectives, and it changes behavior ultimately at the end of it. But we use certain tools usually because a lot of learning is e-learning. So that goes back to what I was saying about hiring managers wanting to see things in your portfolio that look like what they're looking for. So if you don't learn Storyline and Rise and you don't have samples in your portfolio representing that, you're not going to have things that resemble what they actually want. Now, do those storyline and rice samples have to incorporate all that theory and everything? Yes. But you have to actually show them that you can do it and don't stop at the theory. And that's the problem is master's degrees often stop at the theory. They don't teach the tools or the practical application. Or if they do, they'll get tools that are cheaper. For example, sometimes they'll get Captivate because Captivate is an e-learning authoring tool that is cheaper than storyline, but it's not used as often. A cheap tool doesn't matter if no one's using it because, again, companies want to see things created in the tools they're actually using. They want to see the product, the e-learning that looks like things that they actually create. And so things created in a different tool are not going to do the job. And so these are things that you're going to have to learn on your own outside of a program. Now, you will hear people say, especially some people who have been in the field for a really long time, that tools are easy to learn. You can learn those anywhere. It's the theory that's most important because that's the basis. And that's why getting a master's degree is so important. Often these people, like I said, are people who have been in the field for a while and honestly have an outdated mentality. Five years ago, a portfolio wasn't even required. The only way other than experience that you could demonstrate that you knew anything about anything was to get a master's degree. So if you're transitioning into a new field, You can imagine if you have no opportunity to create a portfolio, your resume does not represent any experience in the field, and you don't have a master's degree, you have nothing. Now, having a portfolio really is the focus because it shows what you can do from a practical perspective. And that is really what's changed in the last five years is corporate employers are really looking at that practical side. That's why they require portfolios when they didn't five years ago. And it's also your ability to show what you can do so that you don't have the masters, but you have the portfolio. It's not like you have nothing like you did five years ago. And so a lot of the people who are saying that the master's degree is still important and all these things are people who don't even have a portfolio themselves because they were around in the field when it wasn't necessary and often are the ones that are getting laid off from their job and then can't find another one because they haven't kept up with the times. They're applying and can't get a job and refuse to make a portfolio because they've been in the field for a long time and then say, oh, but I have a master's degree. I should get this. And it's just not working. I have helped at this point over 600 people transition into this field. So I know what employers are looking for. And I will tell you, it is 
practical skills. Of course, they love experience, but unfortunately, a lot of people with experience are the people falling out of the field because they don't keep up with technology, they don't have a portfolio, and they don't have those practical skills. And that is what employers are looking for. So if you hear that, that's probably where it's coming from. It's someone who's been in the field a long time and has not really kept up to date with what is currently being asked for at this time. As I said earlier, designing good learning is important, but it's actually not that difficult to learn how to design good learning. So if I was to divide design and development into two buckets, design is really how do you create that blueprint? How do you actually really design solid learning? And then development is going into an e-learning authoring tool and creating the course based on your blueprint, based on your good learning that you establish as a foundation. So you have the design and the develop bucket. Master's degree focuses on design. And then you've got the tools, which are the development. These people will say the tools are easy. The design is the hard part. It's actually the opposite. A lot of people transitioning into this field are coming from education. Now, granted, designing learning in corporate is different. And if you don't think it's different, you have a rude awakening ahead of you because it is very different. And I talk a lot about that in this podcast, but you do have a foundation if you're coming from education. And if you don't, these things can be learned. It's not something that you need to spend two years learning. It can be learned in a lot less than that. And I say two years because a lot of master's degrees are that long. I know some of them aren't. It doesn't even take months to learn how to design good learning. The tools, they take way longer and you need all of it. I'm not saying design is not important, and that's why I don't want you to go get your master's. It is, but you can learn it outside of a master's degree and spend a lot of your time learning the tools because honestly, that's what's really hard for people to learn. And it's really important that you know both. If you don't know the tools and you just go to apply for jobs, like I said, you're not going to get anywhere. You've got to know both. So why not spend your time focusing on the hardest part? Learning both because they're both important, but really focusing on the hardest part and not just spending a year or all your time focusing on the part that's going to come easier to you, especially if your background's in education, and then scrapping the hardest part and trying to figure out at the end on your own by yourself. It just does not make sense. The people that we have had join Applied Instructional Design Academy always struggle the most with the tools. They don't struggle with the design part. We spend a lot of time on it. We create design documents, storyboards. We spend a lot of time on objectives and good learning and assessments and all of these things in the corporate world, which is different. It's not that we don't emphasize it. It's not that we don't care about it. We do, and we spend a lot of time on it. But honestly, that's not the hardest thing for most of the people in our program. And we mostly do have a lot of educators. It's the tools. That's where they need the help and the support and all of these things that you should get when you're in a master's program, right? That's what they need the help for, and they just don't get it. So that's another perspective is that, yes, you've got to learn all of it, but you really want to have the support for the hardest part, not the easiest part. It just doesn't really make sense. So another piece that you don't get as much with a master's degree is help looking for a job, right? Like you get your degree, you maybe have them looking at your resume in a resume office or something. Like I said, maybe get somewhat of a portfolio, but they don't really help you with that whole job search process either. 
and you're kind of on your own with that. So that's another thing as well. So what do you do instead, right? If you don't get a master's, how do you learn instructional design? So I've been talking about my program, Applied Instructional Design Academy, which is one way. It's a nine-month program, and it really focuses on the practical skills. It kind of is like a master's degree because we really deep dive. It's pretty intense into how do you actually create corporate learning, and we have a lot of practical application, a lot of practice. Like You're not just creating things for your portfolio from your own ideas. We actually give you things that you might get at a corporate job and ask you to design from that. So there's a lot of that going on. You also can do it on your own. You can piece things together. You can go through another program. But whatever you do, even if you don't join Applied Instructional Design Academy at some point in the future, whatever you do, I would look at some approach that's practical. Honestly, learning it on your own is going to be more valuable probably than getting a master's degree. I'm not kidding. So that to me is a better approach, even if you join no other program. So I'm definitely not saying you have to join mine. I'm just saying I really don't think a master's degree is a good use of your time. Now, one of the things that we give you is we give you support for looking for a job, all of your job assets, interviewing, all those kinds of things, which are also things that you won't get, like I said, with getting a master's. So there's a lot of differences between joining a program that is focused on a practical approach. We have had hiring managers say that people who have gone through Applied Instructional Design Academy, the interviews flow better, the portfolio samples are better, all those kinds of things versus actually putting the same job out there to people who didn't. So that's just one option, though. It is not something you have to do. But whatever you do, I would just really reconsider getting that master's degree and finding out what you need to do instead as a practical approach so that you can really spend your time wisely getting the skills that you need to actually get hired as an instructional designer. Now, if you're interested in learning more about what exactly those skills are, what are the things that you actually need to know and be able to have in place, you definitely can listen to podcast episodes that we have here as we've talked about that, and we will continue to talk about that. But I also have a free five-day workshop coming up in a few weeks. It's going to be starting on April 17th. It is in the evening at 6 p.m. Central, and it will be five days with me where I will be talking about all of the things that you need to have in place from a practical perspective to get hired. How do you actually get hired by an employer? And so that's really going to lay out the foundation for you to say, what do I already know about? What have I already done? Where might I not need to spend as much time focusing on? And then you can really use your time wisely to focus on the things you really need to, rather than just doing this blanket approach of going to grad school and hoping something there is going to help you with something and then realizing you have so many gaps when you graduate. So that is where I would start. Like I said, whatever path you choose after that is really up to you. I just would really reconsider grad school if you are not going to be going into higher ed. If you're going into higher ed, by all means, move along that path. But otherwise, I would look at some other option, even if it's just learning it yourself, which you'll get a good idea of what you need to learn through this workshop. If you're interested in joining the workshop, the link is in the show notes and I would love to see you there. I hope you all have a good day, and I will see you next week. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Jumpstart Your Instructional Design Career podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights that will help you on your instructional design journey. Did you have a moment of clarity? Maybe you have some additional questions. Let's discuss in my Facebook group, which can be found in the description below and in the show notes at learningstrategyanddesign.com slash podcast. If you love the show and want to hear more, follow the podcast and give me a rating and review. Let me know if there's a specific topic you'd like me to cover or a guest you'd like me to have on the show. You can also check out more resources for breaking into instructional design on my website, learningstrategyanddesign.com. Stay tuned next week as I bring you more tips, tools, and strategies to jumpstart your instructional design career.